We are back like bills are plenty and 2020, this is the Long Snapper podcast, the first Long Snapper podcast of the decade. Uh, my name is Craig, I'm joined by Russ, Pat and Mark, what's up guys? What's up then? Good stuff, Craig. <laughs> Still silky. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, lads. Good Christmas, good New Year. Yeah, yeah quiet, quiet, mate. Yeah, <laughs> standard, I mean, standard. He, he hates Christmas, though. Yeah, yeah I know. standard, standard Christmas response. How was it? Yeah, not too bad. Quiet. Yeah. Can't <laughs> believe we're back to work on it. <laughs> Listen, mate, you gotta start enjoying it, Russ, mate. Do you know what I mean? You gotta start lightening up, bro. I had a great time. I'm plenty light enough, mate. Well, no, that's well, not true. Not. That's not true. <laughs> um, I, I can see the third chin. No, I'm joking. You look great, mate. You look great. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> mate, one and oh. Let's not start the new year off. <laughs> I think a golf bowl bottle of size uh, glass of wine has got the biggest smile on the place. Yeah, facts. Um, so, yeah. New Year, 2020. Uh, you lot. So, my generation, little tidbit. This is my fifth decade. I'm only 33, my fifth decade. That's, that is a, that's a, why I'm so wise. That makes sense. Hold on, 33 and this is your fifth decade. So it's yeah, like the 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, 20s. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying, dog. Well played. Same yeah. as me, same as me then. Yeah, but I've got like 10 years on you, so well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all, all that, the wisdom. Well, that's not true because I'm mm-hmm. only 37. Uh, tell your face. <laughs> right. Right. What I don't, I don't like is that we are now as close to 2050 as we are to 1990. Yeah, that oh, bothers me a lot. Misery. And I was, bef- I was born before then. <laughs> that is, that is miserable. <laughs> so no, let's cheer ourselves right. up. Let's have a, let's have a good, good podcast. Shouts to Adam. I don't know where Adam is. Why is Adam not here today? Innsbruck. Last photo I saw from him. I think he's on the run from the law. <laughs> Wait, I want to live in a world where Adam is an outlaw. That, that, <laughs> that shit's going, shit's funny in that world. Um, <laughs> in Adam's absence, Pat, you've got a quiz for us. I do. In uh, time honoured um, Long Snap Pod style, I've rehashed an old format that worked all right and changed it a little bit so it doesn't seem exactly the same. And I've given that away so that doesn't kind of work. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the TV show Shooting Stars? Yes. Uvavu and Iranu. Indeed, yes. So they had a round that was just like bizarre questions that didn't seem to have a real answer. So Perfect. The, My type of quiz. That sounds like a Craig type of quiz. It does. Yeah. The <laughs> that, that'll be coming soon. For Super <laughs> it will be. The annual Craig quiz. I do love that as well. The odd number of questions are Shooting Stars style questions. The way you can link work out what the answer is is that they link to the even-numbered question, which is an NFL player or coach type question. You'll you'll get it as we go. So, (laughs) (laughs) have you not been here before? (laughs) At least, at least question five. It's going to take at least. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of fine. So yeah, you're, you're looking for an answer to a question which you can link to the name of an NFL player for the next question. Um, so shouting with your name when you want to guess an answer. Uh, we'll start with question one. Name a hairy dog. Craig. Craig. 
No, wait. This is is this meant to be an NFL player? The answer. No. This is Shaggy. Dog. Shaggy dog. Shaggy dog is not correct. I'd love to know what NFL R- player you're Russ. thinking of, though. Russ. Uh, a labradoodle. He's wrong. Mark. A fucking hairy dog. They're all hairy. Point. <laughs> 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 Literally, that is the case. Um. Uh. God. I don't... Just pick a dog, bro. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect to name a dog to be the difficult part of this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, a collie. Collie is incorrect. The correct answer was St. Bernard. With that in mind, uh-huh. name the player drafted by the Bengals. Craig. Yes, Craig. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard is correct. Right, okay. Here we go. Here we You're go. on it now. You're on it now. Okay. If you want to uh, come in with the answer to the shooting stars question and a follow-up of what you think the NFL player is, go ahead. I'll give you a bonus point if you get it before I give any of the question. Okay. Question three. What is the unit of power? Russ. Russ. Oh, shit. You are... Uh, I'm... Per- Mark. Mark. Incorrect. Mark. Uh, what? What? And JJ I'm gonna, Watt. Great. I'm going to say... Um, shit. I'm going to say TJ Watt. Mark is incorrect. Great. Great. <laughs> JJ. No, also incorrect. What is the unit of power? The answer to that is true. Question four. What? Drafted by the Falcons in 2015, this one club cornerback has 30 interceptions and two defensive touchdowns in his career to date. Falcons cornerback. Drawing blanks. What was on... the... Um, what was the... The shooting stars question. What? The, the answer to that question was true. Oh, what true. What is the unit oh. of power? Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, Mark, true Russ. Mark. Craig was first. Mark was first. Oh, what? Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant is correct. Oh, man. We're in oh, it. Oh, man. The answer is true. Unbelievable. Question five. Keeps what keeps the tree alive? Pardon? Keeps the tree alive. Roots. Russ. Russ. Water. Incorrect. Water way to spend your... (laughs) Craig said roots, which is also incorrect. I'd love to know what NFL players were coming from roots and water as well. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to say, can I I answer? Yes. Uh, Rain? Rain is not correct. The correct answer is sap. Oh, Mark. Craig. Mark was first. Warren Sapp. Yes. Oh, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> Name a service station on the M6. Russ. Russ. Nutsford. Nutsford. What <laughs> NFL play were you going to? I don't Nutsford? know. I don't know. Just name the name the service station on the M6. <laughs> Bobby Nutsford. <laughs> name a service station on the M6 that shares its name. Yes, Mark. Uh, I'm going to go with Hilton Park. Hilton Park. And, and no. Mark. Bollocks. <laughs> Russ, Keel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, let's re- read the rest of the question, man. Great services, though. Keel service station on the M6 is the question. Oh, I thought he was going to give an extra clue. I, I don't know service stations like that. Russ, the man's got to go somewhere. You oh, just I, know, I know, Russ, I know Russ, it now. The clue is, Russ, it shared its name with Russ, an NFL player. Go on, Russ. Russ. Stafford. Yeah. Stafford is oh, correct. Russ, 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 Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Three points. Well done. All right. Name a famous Australian street. 
Russ. Ramsey Street. Mark, Jalen Ramsey. Mark is correct. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey Street. Oh, we, are we not, are we not All of those are in the wrong order, but we'll are let you. Are we right? not showing our names anymore? We just showing out the answer. <laughs> I did. You, I did. You <laughs> didn't hear me. I said very quietly. Fucking anarchy. Name a place to hide. <laughs> oh God! Closet. <laughs> place to hide in a bush. Bush. Russ. Reggie Russ. Bush. Reggie Bush. Yes. What knows? I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes the best TV? Russ. Russ. Sony. Yes. Michelle. Tony Michelle is correct. That's oh, right. word. I think it's sub- subjective on that they make the best TVs. Yeah, well, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Who is my favourite Android? Oh, oh, God. Who is my favourite Android? Exactly. I, I don't know enough Android. Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, what is it? From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Never read it. Never seen it. <laughs> did you, really? did you, there we go. Check generations there. Never read all, it. Never seen it. On, on Marvin the Paranoid Android. Then, all right, we'll move on. Russ, Marvin yeah. Jones. Marvin Jones Jr. Good speed, Russ. Oh, Didn't oh. even get the first one right. Name a posh car manufacturer. Russ. Russ. Rolls Royce. Rolls Mark. Royce. Incorrect. Good. Mark. Mar- uh, Mercedes. Yes. Uh, Mercedes Lewis. Yes. Three points, Mark. Yeah. Okay, I've got. I've, this it's, is getting silly. All over the it's, place. Got, it's got our hands. <laughs> it's got our hands. We're nearly at the bottom. You're all right, Greg. In Star Trek, what is the collective term for James Tiberius' siblings' children? I was pleased with this one. <laughs> you sound like you're pleased with it. <laughs> Can you read it again? In Star Trek, what is the name of James Tiberius' siblings' cousins? James T. Kirk, Kirk's cousins. Kirk cousins. <laughs> so, who became the highest-paid player in March 2018? Russ. Russ. Kirk, Kirk cousins. I'm surprised that one took the longest for you to guess that one. <laughs> I'm just going to keep racking up these points. What's the Earth's most famous satellite? Bruh. Russ. Russ. Yes. Uh, the Moon. Warren yes, Moon. Yes, it's Warren Moon. Oh Good job. <laughs> Name a mode of transport. Russ. Russ. A car. Derek Carr. Yeah. Car is. Did he give you these beforehand? It Russ. just shows. It, it seems to just show how my brain works. Name a Cockney's favourite bell. A, a Cockney's favourite. I don't know what Craig's yeah. doing. He's all over the place. He's, he's underwater. Yeah. Is Craig, is, is Craig having a stroke? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like um, it. He's having yeah, some yeah, kind of episode. <laughs> um, what, what was the question Pat, again? Pat, do that again. I was too busy laughing at Craig. <laughs> I'll do that again. You're back with us, Craig. I don't know. Yeah, you are. You could be the left. Chris. <laughs> Name a Cockney's favourite bell. <laughs> Russ. Russ. Oh. Bo is spot on. Mark. Mark. Dwayne Bo. Dwayne Bo is not correct. It's almost <laughs> Adam. He's not here. Who is the title Craig. snapper? Craig. Oh, oh no. I was going to go with uh, Bo. <laughs> go Bo Jackson. I know he's not a long snapper. <laughs> oh. 
Do you I, was gonna, I, I was going to say Riddick Bowe, and he's not even a football player. <laughs> it's it's Bowe Brinkley. We're, we're basically playing word association. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the worst in a box of celebrations? Russ. Russ. Bounty. Bounty, yes. And this three-time Super Bowl winning running back played for six different NFL teams, including two stints at the Patriots. Oh, bloody hell. Passing yeah, on pass, LeGarrant Blounty. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That's worse, that's worse than Breezy like Sunday morning. <laughs> My favourite item from B&Q. Russ. Russ. Length of timber. Incorrect. Any other <laughs> guesses after timber? Um, My favourite hey, item I... You. Screwdriver and Donald Screwdriver. That was beautiful, <laughs> but it's not. Damn it. Uh, I have no idea, mate. <laughs> Sanders. Who's had an excellent uh, season in 2020? Emmanuel Sanders. Drake. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. <laughs> uh, garbage time. Garbage time. <laughs> Final two questions. What do you feel after a big dinner? Like shit. <laughs> and that links to which NFL? Craig, the uh, guy blown blounted. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's also tenuous. No. Do you feel full? Close. Yes. Oh, Craig. Craig. Uh, Fuller and Will Fuller. Yes. Three you're points f- to Craig. You're not, you're not Fuller. Do you feel after a big dinner? You, you feel fuller. I feel fuller. <laughs> well, fuller than he did before the big dinner. Hey, mate, this is a this. I don't. I, this is a Craig quiz, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> and you're still losing. On a yeah, 90, 19 points was Russ. Congratulations, Russ. Well oh, yeah. That's, that might even be my first ever quiz win. That is hilarious. <laughs> I think good work. Is. It just shows how my brain works, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Well, congrats, mate. Uh, don't know who's editing, so you might, you may or may not get music. <laughs> out, out. I'm all right with it. Um, so, playoff weekend, guys. Uh, we're getting to that the business end of the NFL season. Before we talk this weekend, lots happened over over the last week. We had Black Monday. Couple changes. Let's start at the Browns. We talked a lot about the Browns this year. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> we talked a lot about them pre-season, a lot of high hopes, really. Doug previously said, he, he, you know, he had a, he, he was high on the Browns, high on Baker, high on that offense. Who's um, right? Yeah, I don't know, mate. Don't know, don't know, don't know who he is. Um, right. But someone might have been short, a little bit chubby, sometimes angry. Used to talk about uh, the Browns. Uh, Shouts to Doug. And uh, in fairness, a lot of the things he said. You know, were fairly accurate. They were let down by coaching. All change at the Browns. Were uh, they let down by coaching? I, or I, ultimately, have they been let down by the promise of Baker? Baker Mayfield and coaching for me. But I, yeah. I think it's more Baker. I think it's more Baker than coaching. I, I don't think there's any doubt that Kitchens was in over his head. He, he wasn't. Um, 
he wasn't good enough. He was a, like, you know, man of the people, nice guy. And I think what they tried to do was because he did so well with Baker in the last year, um, after what Hugh Jackson went, it looked like it made sense, I think, that whatever got Baker firing was what they wanted to stick with. What they didn't think about was that Kitchens hasn't really got anything on his CV to justify becoming head coach. He lost, I think, the he made, the, the team lost their discipline. He didn't help by having like that cap, like the whatever it was. He had the Steelers cap that he wore that day after mocking the the hit on um, oh, Mason, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Um, and all that stuff, and I think that they he ultimately like led the team to be ill-disciplined um, and didn't have the wherewithal to get them out of the slump that they were in. Call, calling back, calling back to your quiz, Pat. Things you can find at Wix. <laughs> Fred, Freddie Kitchens. I like it. I like it a lot. And no, that's probably where he should have been. Yeah. Right. It was always going to take a really firm hand to steer that ship because it had a lot of egos on board pulling in different directions. It's it's hard when you recruitment policy is like that. It's hard to then get all of those people bought into a thing and driving driving in the same way. So it doesn't surprise me that it's imploded and ended up in a bit of a car crash. Which is which is why I think <clears throat> you know. I feel so sorry for Freddie Kitchens. He was in a lose-lose, to be honest. The guy, it's an opportunity you couldn't have turned down, but you, the likelihood of you being successful was so minimal. By the time he got it, the lunatics had taken over the asylum, which is why the Dorsey firing is the more significant one for me. Um, that hard knocks really does. When you, If you go back and look at that hard knocks and you look at how Hugh Jackson, an experienced NFL man, uh, experienced coach was almost having to reassert his authority at every single opportunity, every chance. He kept on reminding everyone he was in charge. And it kind of tells you what kind of culture was there. And then you try and chuck in an OBJ. You look at what they, the drama they had with, um, uh, what's the wide receiver? Cat Calloway? Yeah. Um, yeah. Antonio Calloway. You know, this guy's a, a, a nobody and he's, he's causing... Tr- effectively issues in the locker room two years ago and they bring him back this year he's there for a game they cut him after he had his um suspension so it had already gone wrong the the construction of that team was a mess i do think russ i don't disagree with you i think baker mayfield is he is one of the, i would ne- i would hate i hate playing with players like that he is the most selfish self-centered player i've i remember watching but that team was a dumpster fire loads of talent but the rot had set in it, and the quarterback had only been there two minutes. Yeah, it's the epitome of indiv- like individual talent versus team ethos, isn't it? When you've got your OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. I mean, Nick Chubb doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to cause you a lot of issues. He, he seems like a fairly decent... Low-maintenance, mate. Low-maintenance bloke in comparison to the rest of them. And, and, all, and he's probably... I say the biggest star of the lot based on his talent and the way he conducts himself. So when you, when you've got all of those individuals putting together battling for who's got the biggest dick, it's always miles Gary. Yeah. It's always going to end in tears. And, you know, you've just got to look at what Lamar Jackson's done at the Ravens, just go about his business 
without putting his head above the parapet, without saying anything stupid, without fucking being a massive wang, just get out there and play football. You knew that this was destined to fail as soon as in the off-season they spent no money on their offensive line and actually lost talent on their offensive line. They had one of the worst in the NFL and you knew that something was up as soon as um, Odell Beckham wasn't at um, OTAs. And he's there, um, like doing his own personal workout elsewhere. And Kitchens is all like, "No, no, it's fine. We know he's not here, and this is what he does." But he had no chemistry. He's not had any chemistry with Mayfield the whole season because he wasn't willing to put the work in. I think he thought he could turn up, dial it in, and be the same superstar. And and he can't. And I, I, Baker has taken a massive step back. And I think that a lot of that is to do with the fact that he's running for his life almost on every play. And I think he's um, he's got a bit big for his boots. He is Johnny Big for his boots. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Big for boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, I mean, I suppose for me, you know, the, the two firings, no, no, no surprises there. They both had to go. I really think I feel for for education to a degree because he does seem like a fairly nice guy. Of all of them, there, he seemed like of, of the coaches I'm talking about, he seemed like. The one with the the least ego, um, but he maybe that he, was the problem. Exactly. Is he, maybe. is he not? Is he not more of a coordinator than absolutely? A head coach? Yeah. He's but a he wasn't even plays last year. Yeah, he's a he's an he's your lieutenant. He's an ATM at this moment in time, you know. But he did he did what he did. Good experience for him. They had to go. That said, now now that you know it's kind of blown up. Hopefully, the the, the fire settled and you're dealing with the embers. How attractive a job is the Browns? I mean, you look around the league, <clears throat> you've got maybe Dallas as the only other real attractive uh, team. Obviously, Garrett's still there. We'll talk about that a bit more in, in a minute. But of the, let's say, available teams, new coaches, Jacksonville's one, I, I'm, I'd go as far as saying maybe the Brown low expectation, stacked roster, Easy fixes in terms of the offensive line. Maybe you want a quarterback. Is is the Browns the most attractive job in the NFL at the moment? So with that in mind, then, if it is the most attractive available job in the NFL, who, like, does does it warrant a, a first-time head coach, someone like McDaniels, for instance? Or do you think because of those characters and because of the attractiveness of the job, it needs someone like McCarthy, for instance, who's been there, seen it, done it. What the, just to turn your question around a little bit. So what's the both? Head... So do both. If you're, okay. if you're in a, who is it, is it the most attractive team and who is best suited for that job? Okay. For me currently, it is the most attractive job out there as far as available jobs go. And I think that someone looking to take it in a different direction, so someone like Josh McDaniels, for instance, if he's looking to make the step up, it is the perfect place for him to try and take them in a different direction. Because I think that those studs, if you want to call them studs, those big characters, if you want to want to call them that, pricks is another word for it. Um, you know, he he can quite easily as easily as trade them away and start again himself, given the correct backing, and and really and really put his own stamp on it rather than a 
an aging head coach has seen it and done it that will try and mold those players into his way of thinking, which might just do more harm than good in the long run. And it looks like their shortlist is predominantly offensive coordinators. So you can see what they think their weakness is and what they're trying to target to improve on. I think out of the jobs available, I mean, because at the minute you're only talking about the Browns, the Panthers and the Giants, aren't you? That's it. And Dallas likely soon. Um, but it is now the Redskins have hired. Yeah, so that's it. So I think out of those three, I think. Well, you could include the Redskins, any new coach. I think that, you know. For me, I don't particularly think the Redskins is overly appealing, Uh, but the way that they've (laughs) done it with with Ron Rivera, I'm sure we'll come on to this, but I think they've made it more appealing for him. Um, Out of the jobs that are left, the Browns, from a talent perspective, is probably the most appealing, but whether it's the most appealing from a culture perspective is is yet to be seen because they they go through you know like i think the new owners took over in 2012 and this is their seventh head coach um so it's unless you think you're going to be the one that can become the the cult hero and turn it around it's an organization that whatever type of coach you bring in falls on their ass which is why i think they might now look to go for someone who's got that experience um who like someone like a Mike McCarthy, someone who knows what he's doing and it can go in there and actually like be, you know, Johnny, I'm the guy instead of being this person who's never, who in theory doesn't know what they're doing because they go for an offensive coordinator again. I think they're just repeating the same mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I love that. I, I actually do. I do think it's very attractive. I think Dallas is, is the place you, the in terms of talent, I think Dallas maybe edges it, but with that owner and that city and all that comes with being in Dallas, I think that's the um, that's the downside. I love I love the Browns. It can't it literally can't be any worse. If you're a coach now, and you could and you've got a little bit of offensive now, so you've got such. I mean, Nick Chubb. If you want to build a franchise around a running back, Nick Chubb is perfect, perfect. Kareem Hunt, um, mate, and Joku. Uh, the obviously uh, if if they manage to keep Landry, but I'm not even bothered because you can go and pick up a couple of sick wide receivers. If Garrett only gets four to six games, you're looking at a two you know two to four year rebuild anyway. I mean, uh, the, the 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 what you need to fix is so simple, and that team would just be happy with no drama and good football. Um, I'd personally love to see. I mean, I don't think Michigan. I didn't watch a lot of college football this year, but. Michigan were sort of average to middling last year, as far as I'm aware. I think they finished like nine and four or something. Um, get another Harbour back in the league, man. You saw what a good job he did, um, San Fran. I just, I just think that team, someone who knows what to do, five years, but is forward thinking enough to sort of embrace modern sportsmen, embrace. Bring Cleveland into the, you know, twenty. What's the twenty second? Is it tw- is it still the twenty first century? No, it's twenty twenty. I feel like we can't keep saying twenty first. Like still whatever the same, is now, still, still the same century. <laughs> still the same century. <laughs> but whatever, you know, just shift that franchise. Jump on everyone. Will go. I, I do. I think it's the most attractive job in football. And um, yeah. The only the only thing that I've read is that they've requested or they've multiple times requested an interview with the Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski, um, because I think they he's only thirty seven and I think that you know this he's their version of 
the next Sean McVay, quarterback whisperer, talented offensive he coordinator. Nearly, he nearly got it last year, didn't he? Yeah. So uh, that uh, he's apparently his favourite at the moment, apparently. But again, I think it's you're going for someone who I don't believe has been a head coach before. Um, going into a dressing room where you've got OBJs, you've got Landry's, you've got Bakers. These are people, and Miles Garrett, people with massive egos, and they might look at a first-time head coach and go, I can walk all over you. You know what I, I would do if I, if I was to go into the Browns tomorrow? I would look to trade away OBJ and Kareem Hunt for some O-line and say to Landry, you're my guy, Nick Chubb, you're my guy, and then we go from there. Don't think you can get rid of Kareem Hunt, man. He's too good. And he's cheap. But they he's got Nick, they, the got, they got Nick Chubb. Mate, yeah. you build your franchise around Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb yeah. I, 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 anyway, either way, I agree with you in essence. There's plenty you would do with the Browns and very interested to see who comes in and how that gets on next year. Let's uh let's have a quick round around, uh, around the other teams. Um we we mentioned the Redskins uh picked up uh Robert Ron. I mean I think that's a great hire on both sides, isn't it? Great appointment. I personally, when I first heard him going there, I couldn't understand why he would want to go to the Redskins because it's a fucking dumpster fire of a franchise. But they've cleared house a little bit. The rumor is they've paid him massive dollar and they've basically made him, you know, short the president. He is the next big swinging dick in that place, especially now that Bruce Allen's gone, um, who was team principal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I realized that as I said it. Um, (laughs) So the fact that he's gone and Rivera, I think in order to get him through the door, they've basically said, you can hire who you want. The roster is yours. You get final say. I wonder if, you know, if he will also end up being kind of like GM in a similar way that your man at Houston runs the show as well. Um, because for me, that's their their roster isn't talented. Um, and they've they've not got much on either side of the ball short of a rookie wideout who looks pretty decent. Um, but they've obviously made it appealing enough. And I do think Riverboat Ron's a good hire for them. Got... Got... Go on, Pat. I was going to say they've got Jack Del Rio in as well, so they've got you know experience on both sides. That's of the, the ball great there. move. That mm-hmm. is the great move. Yeah, agree. He, he Rob, Rob Rivera got a bit of a, a harsh time from the Panthers, as far as I'm concerned, and he paid the price of their poor season, where they had did they had two sort of rookie QBs that couldn't literally throw anything, and Christian McCaffrey got them every single victory that they that they earned so you know he had absolutely nothing to work with this season and i think he got a bit of a harsh end of the deal i actually think it's probably less about ron and more about circumstance in the state of that franchise um you know cam newton stays healthy the last two years and we don't know how good that team could have been um he stays healthy the year after the super bowl and we don't know how well they could have done so unfortunately i just think it came to an end um and uh, again i think redskins you know no brainer for me get ron, ron rivera in there but the move for jack del rio was spot on experienced guy great defensive guy um good culture guy um so you know, I think Haskins will benefit, and it's a re- it's a complete reset. If anything, that is the team that is, you know, 
starting from scratch because they are shit. What I don't know how Gruden ruined that team. Um, let's quickly talk about uh, your guys, Pat. Um, Coughlin moved on. Doug Marone moved up sideways. Not reporting to someone between him and the owner by the sounds of it. So we just cut out a middleman and it was a middleman who was causing a lot of issues with the playing staff by the sounds of it towards the end. So it's just a sign of someone not being willing to grow with the times and just insisting on doing it their way for decade after decade. And there comes a point where that doesn't work for you anymore. And if you haven't shown that flexibility, like someone like Bruce Arians has in his career, that it just, it, it stops working. And, you know, we've seen with the reports about um, player complaints to the um, players union and that sort of thing. 25% of those coming from the Jaguars last season. Yeah. Th- there was issues there and those issues will hopefully be smoothed out. Well, my question, and I, I, I don't want to spend too long on here. My question is, why why bring Coughlin in at all? Because if this was ever an option, you know, any of the, the whole complaint stuff, there was a, you know, Coughlin, while he was quite settled and him and Eli had, you know, iron fist over in New York, he's got a long history in the league. If, if, if he had this type of character, and was it two years since the hire? Yep. What what's the point? What's the point in bringing him in in that role to sack him off and move up Doug Rowan? If if you thought this was ever a possibility, why not go and get a coach? I think it's a legacy of obviously there's a legacy of winning in his back catalogue, which we wanted, and formal links with the club that was a, a happier time. So I guess they were thinking back and harking back to that. Mm. Um, we just come away from um, Gus Bradley, who was very much a sort of friendly arm around the shoulder sort of figure and I think they needed they wanted more discipline in the area like that but you know there's a there's a happy medium and definitely didn't strike it I think the other tension was tension between him wanting to stick with Foles and the coaching the offensive coordinator and coaching staff wanting to go with Minshew this season and that as that that came to a head and and we've seen how that ended yeah yeah well let's see how you look at on next year still think you're a few years away um, but I do like, I still, despite uh, um, criticism, I still like that running back. Um, and lastly, in terms of the changes, hasn't happened yet. But surely, surely it is time for Garrett to go. He's got to be done, right? You would think so. He's not even in contract anymore. So they could just not <laughs> Just him. hanging. He's currently unemployed. <laughs> Just walking around that the stadium. They've had three discussions about Avoiding yeah. every meeting with Jerry here. Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I can't it. find the boss. <laughs> They've had three conversations already. It's it, oh, it's it's ridiculous. He's like, no, every, you you know you've got to that point where fans of every other team hope that he stays because oh, yeah, it makes them shitter. Um, it's it, I I will find it ridiculous if he stays but Adam to be fair to him did call it in the last pod he thought he would stay um it's as I said last week he's wasted careers but because he's clearly so in the Jerry Jones circle of trust it's like he's finding it hard to move on I think but it will be the most batshit mental decision 
can an owner like Jerry Jones, the a known hard-nosed negotiator, is taking the NFL to task many a time, be allowing this once great storied franchise languish in mediocrity due to sentiment? It's just I, 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 I he's got to have a great lawyer. He's got to be great in meetings. He's got to have the silver tongue, which we don't see. <laughs> As a, as as uh, NFL fans, the guy couldn't give you a more vanilla interview. But in those shindigs, in those Dallas parties, he must be lighting it up because I cannot. His I had a little look at his record. The guy is eighty five and sixty seven. He had three straight eight and eight seasons. Following that, I think he went twelve and four. But then the season after, he went four and twelve. So he effectively had five eight and eight seasons. He had two seasons where he went sixteen and sixteen. The guy is bang average. This is Jeff Fisher. I do not understand. He's had Tony Romo, and I'm not a big Tony Romo fan, but he had Tony Romo. You've had that great offensive line. You had the best years of Witten. You had um, obviously Ezekiel Elliott. You've you've had all of the what was the cornerback they had. Um, when he came into the league, lockdown corner, he's had all of this talent. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. And he's just done nothing. I cannot understand it. I, 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 I would be more inclined to believe that Jason Garrett's got some sort of sex tape of <laughs> Jerry Jones banging some lady boy in Thailand. I cannot, I can't believe sentiment and goodwill has kept that bang average dude in a job for ten years. Mental. But if Jerry Jones, he's he is well known as being a hard nosed bloke, but he's also very famous for being staunchly loyal to his people in his inner circle. And you don't get, there's no one more in his inner circle and part of that extended is, family. Is that, is, that euf- is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> it, only if you want it to be. Um, I, I, still think he'll, I still think he'll go, and he absolutely should go, but I think it's, it's whether they're trying to find a way to do it so no one looks bad or whatever it might be, because even, even Garrett's got to know that he should go. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> stealing a living. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're right. That Cowboys roster is probably top three talent-wise in the league, and they've finished with a losing record. It's it's mental. So, um, before we talk this weekend's games, before I move us on, any other football business people want to chuck in there? Perfect. Uh, not for uh, me. Good. Listen. <laughs> We um so this year we um we did the Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner. Uh and that was where we all picked a player to score a touchdown. Personally, with poor results uh throughout the year, um every call we got wrong. Um, we have or will chuck a fiver into the uh, Just Given page. Um, and it was a bit of good fun. It's come to an end. Um, we hope Steve's family's doing as well as they can be. Uh, you know, and Steve is somewhere pretty happy. And uh, yeah, we'll be carrying it on next year. Uh, so I can't. Was it your idea, Russ? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But we'll do. Um... We'll continue to do a, a five pound bet every week on touchdown, uh, but we 
we will just uh, knock the if it loses we'll put fiver in anyway so it, what we'll do is if we if we win a bet next season we'll find a way to uh, to get get the money across or just donate it to a uh, a cancer charity or something of, of that nature um, should should we win a bet next season and we'll just do it every week and fingers crossed we'll we'll hit one and should make them a couple of hundred quid if not more Seems unlikely we'll win at this stage, considering how shit we are at picking things. But, you know, who knows? We were three we, for five we, at one we, stage we, this weekend. Yeah, we came close a few times. But, um, but yeah, such is life. But it was a cool, dope idea, Russ. Proper cool idea. Shouts to everyone. Um, and, yeah. And, and I think between us, we've, we've, we will have contributed over 100 quid to the, to the Just Giving. So, you know, we, we've, done, we've, we've done some good there anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, every week we'll have a little chat about the bet, and we'll do the Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner as of next year. So, uh, let's talk Wild Card Weekend. Uh, well, playoff football, gents. Um, always great. There is a different intensity. There is a different excitement. I say it every year. The the bittersweet element is that it means we're getting closer to to wrap the end of the NFL season, the the short, lingering enjoyment that it was. Um, but let's start AFC. Buffalo at Houston. Mark, Bills Mafia have been doing all right. Yeah. It's typical that in the last game, that the only objective we had was to try and keep everybody fit. And we somehow failed to do that, which is clever. Um, so four possible starters questionable for this game. Um mainly on the defensive side of the ball, which is a bit of a shitter because that's our main strength, but it is what it is. It's good to be there. Um, it's odd, isn't it? Because the, it's this it, This game has obviously been deemed to be the one that's least exciting. That's why they put it in the Saturday afternoon slot. Um, they've put the, the Texans in that slot every year for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least they were there, mate. That's a bit of a fucking well, shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, we were there two out. We're there two out of these three, Greg. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are the Jets doing? Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, look, I think that if if the Texans play as well as the Texans can, um, they will have they will have too much for us. Um, Defensive injuries, especially, not not helping that. If they drop below that level, as as we touched on last week, they have dropped below that level a couple of times. They obviously rested everybody against the the Titans, which benefited them massively um, in Week 17, and so they've got a week's extra rest on the Bills, even though the Bills rested most of their offensive starters. But it might have given them that opportunity to get fit. I'd like to think that the Bills can go in in a dome similar to as they did prime time against the Cowboys and Josh Allen plays well, not in the elements um, and looks good. The D can step it up and do whatever it is they need to do to stop Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins or that passing attack. Um, D hop was, uh, put something that he rapidly deleted on Instagram in the week, which was him catching a pass over Tredavious white with some comment on it. Like, Oh, let's get this going again. Something like that quickly deleted. Um, so we'll see. It's just, I'm kind of like at that patronizing stage where I'm just happy to be in the playoffs and happy to still be playing relevant football. Um, I just don't want it to be like it was against the Jags when we had this a couple of years ago, where we went into uh, Jacksonville and scored six points. 
Um, this is, should be a, hopefully a slightly different situation because that was with Nate Peterman at quarterback and hopefully Josh Allen can look better. Um, I keep saying that I think teams are going to embarrass us and it hasn't really happened this year other than the Eagles game. So fingers crossed that that continues. I think if we were going to beat any of the teams that were that were put up against us, then the Texans were probably the team that we could beat. Yeah, we did say that in the week, didn't we? Is the the best possible matchup for the Bills was the Texans, um, and I, I I can see them getting it done. the The Texans, um, the Texans O line has been proper porous, and Watson getting hit a lot. So if the Bills can get through that and get to Watson, and you mentioned playing in a dome, Josh Allen can get on his toes. You know the likes of. Um, Oh God, who's the uh, John Brown? You know, yeah. get him in the game early. Get him, get get the Texans stretched. I think I think the Bills have got as good a chance as any of of progressing through this weekend. Yeah, I think the set the secondary is one area of the Texans you can get at them. Um, so if if we can unleash Brown, get him going, and, and a couple of deep balls from Josh Allen, which he. He throws a nice deep ball, but he doesn't connect many deep balls. Um, then, yeah, there's, every, there's there's no reason we can't win this game. Um, it's just I think it's just my Bills pessimistic side that gets to this state and think we haven't won a playoff game since 1995. Um, so it's got it's got to change eventually. It's got to end at some stage. Yeah, it's got to end. Mm, not necessarily. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think you've got every chance to win this game. I think it really comes down. Uh, you know, I, I'm a massive, massive um, Deshaun Watson fan. Uh, it lasts six weeks of the season. Uh, he's not looked right. He, I'm telling you, the end of the year, we'll find out something was wrong with him. He's hurt. Um, the first end of last year, first sort of three weeks of this year, even when he had a bad game, he looked fit. And the thing that I keep going back to is if you watch Deshaun Watson, he's not the fastest. He's not, um, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's he's quick and he's got a bit of getaway speed. And if you look over the last four weeks, even though the, the O-line has been fucking dog shit and it has been bad, um, he doesn't, he's not able to run away from players. He's a little bit, he's still quite elusive. He's got a little bit of rhythm, you know, he's got the hips so he can still make a man miss with a drop of the shoulder. But that athleticism that, that really separates, separated him earlier in the year um, was he did have, he did have the legs to get away from someone. Uh, and, and that hasn't been the case. And I'm, I'm convinced he's hurt. However, the plus for the Texans is they, uh, they get JJ Watt back, and I think that's massive for them. Yeah, uh, if he comes back and he's fit and he's any any and he's able to create, because that, uh, you know, the <clears throat> defense of the Bills is 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 fantastic. Josh Allen is good at times, but that offense and that offensive line have had their questions. And if JJ Watt's able to to you know to pressure Allen, you could be looking at six points. You don't score loads of points anyway. And as bad as Deshaun Watson plays, he's if you said to me, have your worst game, but get me two touchdowns, he's got that in the locker. So I do think it's the best matchup you could have, but I do, you know, it's a competitive game. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm not surprised you've taken the stance of happy to be here. <laughs> um, the, go on, Russ. I was going to say, Deshaun Watson, that nobody has noticed, is the United States' number one Bruno Mars tribute act as well. <laughs> well great insight from Russ, always. <laughs> I think the, the, the salient key, information. 
one of the keys to this game um, is going to be how well Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde do. Because if the one thing about the the Bills' D secondary is excellent, the the O line at the minute is good at getting after the quarterback. One thing that we have proven that we struggle more against is stopping the run. So if if Carlos Hyde gets going, especially, I think it could be a long night for us. Um, but if we can manage to shut that down, I think we've got every chance. Yeah, I have yeah. no problems there. That run game's fucking awful. Um, let's look at. Let's um let's move on to the other other game in the uh, AFC. Um, will be particularly uh, important to our absent host, um, Tennessee at New England, uh, and again, not a bad matchup for either side. You, 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 it's almost as though you, you, if you're Tennessee, you probably don't want to play the Texans, and if you're Buffalo, you probably don't want to play New England. But although they're both still competitive games, I think. Both teams would rather play each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm only done an AFC South clean sweep for these two games, which is not something I thought I'd be saying at any point during <laughs> the season. But um, the way it's folded out the last month or so, the Titans are looking increasingly good and increasingly good across multiple dimensions. Patriots have just crumbled. And, you know, I just try to say that with delight in my voice. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't cheered many Titans wins in my times, but this would definitely be one of I mean, uh, just looking at that Patriots performance against Miami on on Sunday, um, we've been saying it throughout the season. Their their defense won them at least five or six games early in the season. Yeah. They were they were absolutely dominating teams defensively without without doing too much on offense. Miami going there and scoring. You know, what was it? Thirty points, twenty-eight points. Yep. Yes, it was yep. the the last game of the last game of the season or last game of the regular season. You know, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure what um, starters were playing for uh, New England in in the defensive line. But full strength, full strength, full game. So, with that in mind, the Patriots they are on a serious decline, and we've talked about the Pats in previous seasons, starting slowly, then growing into the season. This is the complete opposite of the last three or four seasons of the Patriots, where they, they've started fairly strong and they've just declined and declined and declined. Brady looks slower and slower with every passing minute. <laughs> having having the only viable receiving option of Edelman... Yes, they've got Sanu and and then Keel Harry's fit fit now, but they're not you. They don't seem to be using them at all. Um, their run game is virtually non-existent. I, if the Titans don't get overawed by the occasion of playing at Gillette on Saturday at the weekend, they have got a serious serious chance of coming away with a victory. If Tannehill steps up, if Derek Henry has a game, they have got a better chance than any of winning. There's nothing good about the Patriots right now. Second half of the season, their record is the worst in the NFC East. Worse than the Dolphins. They've got a quarterback that AFC, looks like... Yeah. I said AFC East, didn't I? Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. It's, they've got a quarterback that, like you said, looks like he's on his ass. Their, their D that was incredible, um, second half of the season has been anything but um, the offensive line looks shot. Those wide receivers are nothing special. Um, they don't have 
Gronk to fall back on that's been there like end of the season like last season it was Gronk that got them through the playoffs and then won them the Super Bowl the Texans on the other um, the Texans the Titans on the other hand are absolutely flying um, they've got a, like the, a quarterback that's got the best passer rating in the second half of the season since he came in they've got the the rush the NFL rushing champion um, they've got a lot of good that's going in there's there's nothing about this game that makes me think the Patriots should win but ask me who I think will win <laughs> who, who's going to win Mark the Patriots yeah I, I know exactly what you mean I agree and I think um, as I said I think it's the best matchup for the Tennessee I think Tennessee out of the four uh, the three other potential opponents I'd say they'd probably pick New England um, but <clears throat> this is a bad New England team we all know it We've set up all they've been, uh, but you've still got and you know a, a hobbling, lifeless Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, and 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 there there is the the shadow of Belichick. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't see how they get past. I actually, I think the Bills would have would be the the most the most um, well built team to beat the Patriots for me would be the Bills. Of those four teams, I would I would take the Bills to beat the Patriots. Yeah. Um uh but they haven't they've got the Titans and it wouldn't surprise me if Belichick somehow manages to do it. Um the big thing for the Patriots for me um that I haven't seen and I could well be off because they've made some mad move today. But what they do do at this point not so much now but certainly the last two weeks is they like to pick up just that little outlier that's gonna make them a little bit better. Um you know the Amandolas of the past, the Josh Gordons, and the, I don't believe they've made that move, and and that that is a bit that does make me surprised. Given I I don't think they've got a great deal of a plethora of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, a plethora, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. Uh, so uh, yeah, we will see, Pat. I mean, the big surprise for me with the Patriots is their lack of a contingency plan, because the older Brady gets, the more that contingency is necessary. And days gone by, they've had quarterbacks like Brissett backing him up, quarterbacks like Garoppolo who are backing him up, who've gone on to become relatively competent quarterbacks for other clubs, you know. Right now, they Definitely got... not a backup, is he, Craig? Depends <laughs> on your use of relatively, but sure. So this season, they brought in Cody Kessler, who's been on, um, who's been injured most that's of the season. Like and that is definitely a downgrade on the other two. Yeah. So that's the question, is like, do they have someone up their sleeve who's going to surprise us, or is that just a, a gap in the roster at the moment? It's a gap in the roster, and I'm telling you one thing: the best. I can't believe they haven't done it already, and there must be something. The Patriots should go and get Josh Rosen from Miami. I I think if they'd gone and got him previously, he could have sat behind Brady and worked with Brady, and he is the type of quarterback that could step into that into those shoes i think and i think he's been dealt a massively shit deal in arizona and then a massively shit deal at, at miami um but yeah the patriots having having no serviceable backup is is has not helped them this season i must admit i'm not worried about the the replacement quarterback confident bill will either draft or or pick one up but as always Fuck the Patriots. Uh, before we move on to the AFC, uh, Mark, Buffalo or Houston? Buffalo. Tennessee or New England? New England. 
Pat, same question to you. Texans and Titans. And Russ. Bills and Titans. I'm going to go Bills and Titans too. Right, let's quickly do the NFC. Uh, and this weekend we have uh, the Vikings at the Saints and Seattle Seahawks in a, um, at Philly. Both had really exciting games in the weekend. Uh, so let's start Saints-Minnesota. Uh, um, it's at Saints, which I definitely think helps. Uh, and Drew Brees has just broken some other random record. I mean, he's going to have all of them, is By the time he's done, but um, yeah, Saints. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Some people don't still don't think he's a top five. Some people don't think he's a top ten top ever top quarterback. quarterback. It's fucking mental madness. Madness. Craig thought that, didn't he? Craig. No, I, I think it, it might. It might, it might be. I, I made it very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction, mate. Might be one of the KM guys. He's got a beard. So yeah, he's no Matty Ice, is he? It, it, this is the game I'm most looking forward to because I mean it's just the two teams coming into it with the most momentum, and the Saints are always great to watch. Vikings have been up and down a little bit more, but they've been up more recently than they've been down. So. It should be a great game. It should be the best game of the round, I think. It's It's got shootout written all over it. It just depends how massively Cousins shits the bed. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. I think I don't think this is anywhere near as close as you guys seem to think it is. I think the Saints will win this by an absolute landslide. Um, I think they're a much, much better team than the Vikings in every department. And I think that the, the Vikings will do their standard... Um, you know, we'll cut Cousins, sorry, we'll do his standard fuck it up in the in prime time. He'll throw a couple of picks, and I can see this being like an easy 42-20 Saints win. Is Dalvin Cook back? I think he is. That makes that makes all the difference. I wasn't sure if he's fit or not. Um, yeah, shootout, good conditions. I, I always think, and this is the thing about Kirk Cousins, every time I think he's shit, he throws for 500 yards so uh of all of the games i think i i i actually do think that is the most difficult one to call um seattle and philly in the other game and i mean philly surely if, uh, there's a lot of celebration around their achievements in the playoffs is there a less deserving team in playoff football history like fuck Philly, for real. <laughs> I, I've been saying this for weeks. I think Philly are going to win this game. I think they, they, whoever came out of the NFC East is going to go and win a playoff game. And I think they've got the perfect one um, at home against the Seahawks, who've proven that they are perfectly capable of shitting the bed in games like this. Um, I don't think they've got a massive amount of talent. And I, the Seahawks losing that game in the way that they did to the 49ers which takes them out of would take them away from home field advantage was massive for them. I cannot see the Seahawks playing three away games and winning them all to get to a Super Bowl. And I think they are one and done. Eagles get this done. I mean, there was a delay of game call away from sealing it up. Uh, yeah, but they did. That's the thing. They did. But Philly suck, bro. They've got no one to catch the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm telling sure. you, they and need to secondary. holler at me. 
let me come and run a few routes and, and get me involved, blood, because that man can't catch for shit. These I think guys can't play they, receiver. They've worked out, I think, that the players that they were playing with at the start of the year were shit, and they had guys sat on their practice squad that have come in and done better. People like Byron Scott, um, or Boston Scott, sorry, has come in and done really well since he's come in. People like that are stepping up for them. So they're, they've almost got a bit of a siege mentality, um, which is, you know, they're playing with, with the resis and they're doing well. Um, I think that, yeah, it's it's such an NFL thing to happen that a team out of that division with that record comes in and wins a playoff game. And I think that the Eagles are this year's. It's nah. about peaking at the right time, isn't it? And the Eagles do seem to be playing their best football now, whereas exactly. Seattle definitely are. Seattle's mm. uh, patchy, so patchy. They are. And, you know, I, I, I like to like them, but I'm nervous for them. I think, I think they are incredibly beatable, the Seahawks. Incredibly beatable. I mean, uh, their record suggests they're beatable, mate, but they've still got Russell Wilson and they just brought back Musher and Lynch. I, I'm telling you. Exactly. There's a guy chilling. sat on his, this is a guy sat on his couch. <laughs> chilling, weeks, chilling. Yeah. Still, still, didn't, look as as, um, right. still didn't look as fat as, didn't look as fat as, what's his name? What's his name? Who was at Green Bay? Tubbs. Eddie Lacy. Not, not Russ. <laughs> what's his name? The fat one. He was there for ages. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, yeah, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That was Pat anyway. Shouted, pardon me? Pat shouted that out. Yeah, good shout, Pat. I can't uh, do it when it's not a quiz, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, it's, I, just, it's, it's a very Seattle thing to do, I think, to lose three out of your last four to knock yourselves out of what you absolutely needed, which was home field advantage. They live and die on how well they, um, they play at home, but to lose, to get hummed off the Rams and the Cardinals was was a major problem and i think it shows them to be they're not going in with any momentum they're not they're not playing particularly well um i th- i think they've got issues hard to lose your three running backs for any team um before we move to any other business any football related chatter anyone wants to chuck in did you want to do our picks for the nfc games as well as the afc games good shot pat pat <laughs> for that mate you can go first uh, Saints, and Hawks. Hawks. Saints and Hawks. Yeah. Mark. Uh, Saints and Eagles. Russ. I'm with Pat. Saints and Seahawks. Saints and Hawks for me too. Um, before we move to any other business, we read a stat the other day. Derek Carr lost the second most amount of games in his first 55 starts over six years. Who's lost more? I'll take that as I'm not sure. Ooh. So Derek Carr, he's lost the second most games in his first 50 starts of any quarterback in the NFL over six years. And the only person above him is brother. Imagine that. Can we just touch on quickly um, Jameis Winston being 30 TDs in a season and 30 interceptions? Absolutely bonkers. And then um, your coach saying... If I can win with this fella, I can win with anybody. <laughs> do you think he'll be back? I do, yeah. I do you see, do. there was an interview. Did you see the uh, the press interview with Jameis this week? He's basically said, I'm a baller. Um, you know, yeah, through a few picks and that. But if you see me, I've, I'm absolutely tearing it up. <laughs> it was... It was absolutely brilliant that his la- the last throw of his season was a pick six. It was it was perfect, and yeah, 
it's he's now always going to be that 30 and 30 quarterback it's it's mental that he plays for the team he's, he's got the passing record but also 30 interceptions in the same season absolutely brilliant okay and he, he is he's fun to watch but you wouldn't want him as your franchise quarterback oh god no, no. <laughs> um i never business pat I'll go, yes. Um, I wanted to shout out the work of Up Is Not Jump, who is on Twitch and also YouTube, making a variety of entertaining videos, um, computer game review type stuff, does a lot of VR work, um, science, entertaining informational sort of podcasts. There's a cooking video coming out next week. Painting with Bob Ross he did. That was very good. It's really... He produces like a video every six weeks to three months, depending on how long they are. And the production values are excellent. The comedy value is brilliant. So check out Up Is Not Jump. Sweet. Um, I'm going to go if that's all right. So I don't watch like, I never, before like, I was saying to Pat offline, um, offline, definitely online, uh, off whenever we weren't recording, basically. And um, I started watching like, who actually... I, do any of you actually watch YouTube? Like, I don't mean go to YouTube to watch something, but do you ever, like, just watch YouTube, like, scroll through shit and look for stuff? Does anyone do that? My, my 10-year-old daughter does. I do right. not. Right, <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's a good point. Me me either. Um, But I've got a 10-year-old son, and I can't remember what it was he put me onto, but he put me on something. And then I just ended up just clicking video after video, and... Long story short, so firstly, like I, I have a similar similar thing with Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow you find yourself so far away from where you actually started. Um not the not same. true. Not true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not true. That's not true, by the way. It is yeah. true. Definitely yeah, true. Yeah, um Anyway, I started, so one, there's way too much content, like in general. Our phones are like crack cocaine. We need to put them down and shit. But anyway, um, I found like fan channels for like Premier League. Now I watched, I've heard of or know of like Arsenal Fan TV. That's like the only thing that I knew on YouTube when it comes to like football fan channels, whatever. Um, and there was a bit of controversy with one of their guys recently. Uh, I've done it. It is an AOB, but I, I won't do it now. Maybe another time. Um, anyway, I got onto was the. That, United... Was that his Simon Jordan stuff? Yeah, Simon Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Prick. Is, that not, is this not what you talked about last week? Oh, yeah, I did. Did I talk about it last week? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that aside, here's the point I was going to make. There's a load of them, yeah? And, like, the argument last week was that everybody should have an opinion. And I agree with that. And, you know, content is content. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. But I do have this thing. And there's a United fan channel, yeah? And, like, obviously everyone can have their say. And everyone's different. But I kind of feel like, as a United fan, yeah, I expect the club to behave in a certain way. I... And there are times which they don't do that. But I expect the club to outwardly behave in a certain way, go about their business in a certain way. And I'm frustrated like many other United fans right now. But some of them guys who call on them fan channels are fucking pricks, blood. Like, who are you? what do you know about United? How dare you talk about the club in the way you are? How dare... I, okay, cool. Oli's not having a great time and it's reasonable to ask questions, but you better watch how you talk about man who's done is done for my football club. So, like, basically, 
it, to cut it down, what I want you to take from this is that football fans are generally pricks, I suppose, is, is what I'm trying to say. Fact. Yeah, uh, huge fact. Who's next? Um, okay, because mine's very quick. Um, it's 2020. Um, first question to you lot, what the fuck is TikTok? God knows. Actually, I do know, but I've got a son. A fucking, I've got absolutely no clue. I keep seeing people posting these videos, not doing it, not looking at it. Go away, get in the bin. Um, <laughs> but two things I'm really looking forward to in 2020, um, and I'm gar- almost guaranteed to be disappointed by them both, is the uh, the last Daniel Craig Bond film that will be with us in April, I believe. Not real, a, not, not real mate. It's no fun. Big fan of Bond. It could be real, though. Um, and also, coming in the summer is the sequel to Top Gun, um, yes. of which I am absolutely, you know, semi-hard about. And I'm sure, like, the um, kind of remake of Point Break, which literally made me want to cry, it was that bad. Um, I hope it's just, I hope it's not really bad. I just hope it's not really bad. Uh, thanks, Russ. Showing your age, race, and class there. Perfect. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not let's not go back into class. Mark. Um, one thing that I'm particularly looking forward to in 2020 is the end of this football season, and hopefully the discussion that follows it about them getting rid of fucking VAR. It's the thing that's happened to football in the last couple of years that has almost is getting towards ruining the game as a spectacle. And almost every team now has been affected by one of these bullshit offside decisions that has come up. Seemingly there's been about loads of them in the last like two or three weeks culminating with the last one in the Villa versus Burnley game where there was a guy who was given offside because he passed the ball off in in a build-up to a goal and he was facing the other way away from the goal and his the last inch of his heel was offside or deemed to be in an offside position it's the biggest load of bullshit i've ever seen the people who even create the technology have even said that because of the frame rate of the technology involved it can't be accurate based on the speed of the player between something like a 15 to 30 centimeter distance. So the fact that it's being used on decisions that are fractions of one inch is utterly ridiculous. I want to get back to a situation where back in well, I, when I first started watching football, you were only offside if there was clear daylight between Two you and the last defender. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, passbacks were a thing when I started watching football um, until Peter Michael and that Danish team of 92 ruined it, fuckers. Um, but what's happened to... It's ruining attacking football. It's ruining giving the attacker the benefit of the doubt. Um, and the fact that we're using technology that isn't capable of judging something that minute for decisions that are na- that for that minute are absolutely... It's it's a, a massive, massive joke. Something needs to change. They clearly aren't going to change it mid-season, but it's ruining the sport and it needs to fuck off as quickly and as far away as it can fuck off to as possible. 
And that's yeah. the bottom line, isn't it? Because it's not the technology that's the problem. It's the way it's being implemented that's the problem. The, the, the marginal offsides, which should just never be looked at, like unless it's an obvious mistake, you move on yeah. and you let it roll. Yeah. It's yeah. undermining the main official on the pitch. And the, the, the sending off of the West Ham player the other day that was rescinded, um, the foul was borderline red card. The referee judged it as a red kind of agree with that from the replay that I've seen and they overturned it and they made that referee look like a chump. He had to get the guy back from the edge of the pitch, <laughs> yeah. the yellow card instead and let Sorry. him carry on. And you're like, you're undermining your own referees and not a clear cut and dried case. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what case you make from the video that you've seen that you say, no, that's definitely a yellow card, not a red card tackle. So yeah. there's a time <laughs> and a place for it and use it, use it sensibly. That's it. There's certain decisions and certain types of decisions that it's fair enough. And there's clearly things that are good. Like f even for offside, you know, there's certain decisions where it's gone to it, a goal's been given or ruled out and you can have a look at it and see quite clearly on the first second. Yeah. He's offside when that pass is made because he's like a whole body length ahead of the defender. Fair enough. But when you have to, if you ever have to get something where you're getting lines out so that you can judge if he's like a microscopic centimeter over it, that shouldn't be overturned. It's not what it's designed for. And the technology isn't capable of being that accurate. So why is it being used to that level? It's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Preach. Stick it in the bin. Um, Get it in I, the I, fucking bin. I'll tell you what like with the pass is when um, Liverpool win their first Premier League, just uh, stick a little asterisk over it because um, don't count, lads. No, don't so, count. The VAR season, don't count. Don't count. Yeah. Don't count, mate. Asterisk. Uh, and and like, Liverpool like, are the only team that seems to have not received any kind of shit decision from it as well. Yeah. So it's clearly. Did you, did you see the one against Wolves the other day where they said, "Can you go back and check um, Virgil Van Dijk because he clearly handballed it"? Yeah. And and the referee went, "Nah, it's too far back." <laughs> what he literally yeah. played the pass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. And yeah, even like, and even when you looked at it on a camera, he clearly handballed it, and they went, "Nah, nah, it's fine. It's Liverpool, isn't it?" It's uh, it's it's the Redskins season, that shortened lockout season. No one actually gives a shit. So, Correct. good way to end the uh, first long snap podcast of the decade. Um, happy New Year, lads! Thanks for coming on, and uh, hope everyone else who listens is all right. Nice one. Pleasure. Thanks for hosting, Drake. It's been a pleasure. Nice one. Go well. Yeah, it's been average. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the bells. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet.